that recipe of how to stay on track and how to keep keep pushing even when the motivation fades, uh, that's the part that I was missing. I didn't believe in myself then the way that I do now. So I fully and truly believe that if I set out to do something, I can achieve it. I just need to figure out what that path looks like. And if I can work at that every day incrementally, I can achieve it. Hi, I'm Dea Anderson, and I'm motivated to explore insights and ideas from personal experience and the experience of others. I love exploring the concept of personal growth and having the opportunity to live my values of connection, creativity, and contribution. This season, we'll explore the idea of intentional living with a focus on the four pillars of our lives, self-care, relationships, work and business, and finances. Do you have a growth mindset focused on designing your life as you want it to be? When we explore ideas that challenge us to continuously learn and grow, anything is possible. Welcome to the My Kind Podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, I get to interview a very good longtime friend whom I don't get to see very often. Her name is Natalie Henderson. And we're going to talk about a transformation that she has um, gone through, a journey that she's taken herself on, which has many unexpected benefits that she says she was very surprised to experience all the added benefits that she's seen through this transformation. If you'd like to connect with her Instagram, please check out the links for today's episode. Enjoy! Natalie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. How are you? I'm doing well, Dea. Thanks for having me. I feel like every time we have a chat, we have such a great conversation. And then I always feel a little bit sad that you're going home. And I'm not, I, I generally know I'm not going to get to see you for another six months to a year. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing about our friendship. It's nice. Um, you and I just pick up right where we left off and, and it just, it just flows and it's, it's great. So true. And, and amidst that, we're both living very interesting and, and busy lives that have led us in some some pretty cool directions, I'd say. So did you want to talk at all about what you do for your work? Yeah, absolutely. So I work at a gold mine in the Yukon. It takes me uh, away for half the year. So right now I'm working three weeks on and three weeks off. I plan how we stack the gold ore and how we leach it uh, and then process it. So it, it's a very, very interesting job and I enjoy it very much. I know a little bit about this, but how did you end up going along that path from your schooling to where you where you ended up now? So I always was fascinated with rocks. Uh, and then there was a moment in time where I realized I could study them and uh, have a career and get paid 
for liking rocks. <laughs> so um, from, from the science part of, of uh, geology, I found that I was much more into the operational side of things. So earlier on in my career, I was able to explore that a little bit further. Um, I enjoy project work. And uh, when this opportunity came up, I was coming off an extended maternity leave. And in the middle, in the, well, it was kind of the beginning of the uh, pandemic. And I, I was offered this opportunity and it was a perfect fit. I couldn't have uh, asked for anything better. So I'm actually a little bit still surprised (laughs) that, that it fell in my lap the way that it did. Yeah. Some of those, some of those great opportunities feel like that sometimes. And then Mm -hmm. amidst that, so, so you, we both have little ones (laughs) Um, and careers And then somewhere inside all of that, you also sort of came up with a motivation or an intention to create a transformation. Um, How did that happen? And and what did that look like? Yeah. So uh, for me, uh, becoming a mother and then, uh, you know, devoting so much time and energy into you know, keeping that little baby alive and (laughs) well and happy. Um, I, you know, just kind of put myself on the back burner. I think that happens a lot. Um, And then just coming to the realization that I needed to take better care of myself. Um, I wasn't happy in my skin. I just felt uncomfortable. And that was hard. So, I decided um, after watching uh, a friend of mine, Janelle, take the same similar journey uh, to become uh, healthy and and better fitness, I uh, decided to hire some trainers. And um, it's uh, they're Amy and Brett with Phoenix Fitness. And um, I just I decided to go all in. Uh, I've tried before many times on my own and just, you know, you you start and and it goes well at the beginning and then motivation kind of fades a little bit. And so that, that recipe of how to stay on track and how to keep, keep pushing, even when the motivation fades, uh, that's the part that I was missing. And that's the part that, that I received help with. So, you know, wanting to change my body physically ended up becoming a completely different journey that I wasn't even expecting at all. Very cool. So what, when we go back and when you're thinking about the initial intention, was that it? You wanted to sort of to feel back to yourself or back to, you know, more physical fitness or like, were there just a few markers there for you that you, that you wanted to shoot for? And and what were those? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, uh, many of my clothes in my closet that I refused to throw out or not throw out, but donate. uh, I wanted to fit back into those clothes um, I, I wanted to feel sexy again. I wanted to, um, you know, just feel my muscles. I feel, feel strong. Um, I, I just wanted to shed those pounds that, uh, that didn't, um, they just, it wasn't me. It didn't match what I was feeling inside. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of all where it started. Um, how did you choose them? So watching uh, my girlfriend Janelle uh, on Instagram, actually, um, I was watching her uh, journey and transformation. And I just thought, wow, like she's really, really doing a good job. And I'm, I'm very motivated by what she's doing. And, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. 
And uh, so that's kind of where that started for me. And and her and I, we, we were never really close friends, um, but through this journey and, you know, I reached out to her and I said, thank you so much for sharing your journey and posting what you've been doing because it, it motivated me and it was the tipping point for me to get started on this as well. And then I, you know, once I had gotten into it, there's no way I was, was going to not see it through. I think I'm excited to talk to you about that because you've also <laughs> inspired me in <laughs> with your journey, but I'm, I'm sort of curious too, like, how did that process go of talking to them and, 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 and what they recommended or developed or how they coached you? What happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I started following them on, uh, on Instagram and was watching all of their, their other clients as well. And um, eventually Amy reached out to me and we had a conversation about what my, my goals and intentions were and uh, just got the ball rolling from there. So for me, I think the, the biggest barrier to entry was the cost. I had a, um, uh, an idea in my head that, you know, I, I might spend all this money and what if it doesn't work and, and you know, is it really worth it? Um, and I just, one day I just decided, you know what, I, I am worth it. Um, I want this and, and I don't really care what it costs. I'm going to view it as being uh, a course uh, so I've, you know, I, I spent money to, to go to university and it's no different, uh, to learn something, um, you know, on how to take care of yourself better. So, uh, once I shifted my mindset to it, it being kind of a, a learning opportunity, um, that's when I just went all in, um, I was, uh, provided with a meal plan and, um, and a, a weightlifting and cardio plan. And from there it's uh, weekly coaching. And uh, they would modify as necessary, and the the weight just started falling off week after week after week. So it's not a it's not a fast process. It it's a it's a slow process. It should be a slow process, uh, so that you're able to maintain uh, the results long term. And uh, so far, I'm I'm not quite finished. I don't think I ever will be finished working on myself. Which is Good. you think that there's an end goal, right? You think, okay, well, I'm going to lose, you know, thirty pounds. And then once you've lost the, the 30 pounds, what do you do? You just stop? No. <laughs> so the, the goal has changed for me several times now. And uh, I, don't th- I don't think it'll ever stop, stop changing. It'll just change form. Absolutely. And when you looked at the cardio plan and the, and the, and the weightlifting and the, and the weekly coaching, how did you feel about it in the beginning? Uh, definitely it was overwhelming. Uh, it's, you know, there, there were so many so many different aspects to the plan that were were a massive change. So to do them all at once uh, was a little bit unrealistic. And and they talked to me about that and said, you know, like just you know do the best that you can every day and and focus on the things that you you can do. And and their motto is get one percent better every day. Mm-hmm. So that's what I focused on. I mean, the amount of water that they wanted me to drink every day was just, you know, I'd be in the bathroom all day. So I did a little bit better each and every day for, you know, months. It took me to get up to the, to the water requirement. And, um, you know, in terms of, of weightlifting, I had to, to, to do YouTube videos and, you know, the cardio commitment, where, where do I fit the cardio into my day and and being a mom and when I'm at work, and then the food requirements as well. So there's a lot of food prepping. And when you're not used to doing that type of food prepping, it uh, it's a little bit overwhelming. So uh, 
many, many things to learn. But like I said, once I had decided to, to dedicate myself to the process, um, I was all in. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't let any of those, um, challenges stop me at all. I, I just actually really like those types of challenges to figure out how I'm going to do it instead of, you know, trying to find excuses as to why I, I can't do it or shouldn't do it. And did you, when you, when it came to meal plan, cardio plan, water, um, did you tackle one at a time or did you put a focus on one and then tackle a little bit of each of the rest? How did you approach it? Yeah. So, so the first and foremost, the, the nutrition side of it, the meal plan part is, is probably the largest component. So that's what I focused the majority of my energy to is understanding. Cause I, I mean, I'm this program, you're, you're weighing all of your food, you're counting everything that goes into your mouth. So, mm. uh, once I had a pretty good handle on that, maybe took me, uh, you know, I'd say a good month to get a, a really good handle on, on that part of it. Um, then I was able to start incorporating um, and just making sure that I was doing the best that I could with what I had, because we all know there's, you know, gyms have been closed down with COVID and there's never just perfect opportunity to do everything that you need to get done in a day. So as long as I knew I was doing the best that I could, that was working for me. And I, w- I was still seeing the weight loss. So they're encouraging you and you're doing those small changes. And are they saying like, okay, so there is probably a minimum of one month or two or three where we need you to give us and yourself the grace to see changes. Like how do they prepare you for, um, as you described, this slow transition? So, yeah, that's a good question. So Amy, um, she does a live uh, uh, talk and metabolic workout five days a week. So Monday to Friday, um, the first about 20 minutes of, of this live is, is her talking about mindset. So she talks about things like uh, the bitch in the brain. So that, that voice in your head, that's mm-hmm. telling you, you shouldn't do it, or you can't do it, or, you know, just trying to talk you out of it, keeping you safe. She talks about, you know, being your own cheerleader and about, um, you know, being 1% better every day. All of those motivational talks in the morning were, were imperative for me, for me and my success because it kept my mind set where it needed to be to continue to, to execute this plan. Right. And that you knew you could go back to it the next morning and get more motivation. Well, that's the thing is, is motivation, it ebbs and it flows. And it's, it's not always, it's, well, I, I could say it's, it's never consistent, at least for me. So learning the part uh, where you need to be dedicated, and uh, where you need to have discipline, like discipline for me, I think has been, been the key is if you it's it's like a muscle, if you can strengthen your discipline muscle, I, I fully believe you can do anything that that you set your mind to. Oh, I love that. Discipline is a muscle. It is. Okay. So when you started then that mindset part, was that something that even occurred to you or did that come in along the way? Yeah, no, that, that was, it it never occurred to me that it was my mind that needed to, to shift. Um, Now the changes in my body. So I lost uh, 32 pounds, I think in 32 weeks. And yes, that was my goal, but it ended up 
being the cherry on top. The, the change in my body was the, just the cherry on top. The mindset shift was for me, the big win. And, and I didn't set out for that. Right. And, and what, what was the mindset shift? Like if you, can you picture what it was in the beginning and what it is now? I didn't believe in myself then the way that I do now. So I fully and truly believe that if I set out to do something, I can achieve it. I just need to figure out what that path looks like. And if I can work at that every day incrementally, um, I can achieve it. Before I doubted myself, I I thought, okay, you know, this would be nice to do, you know, hopes and prayers and dreams. And I would just hope that maybe it would happen. But that's not the way that it works for me. I certainly need to uh, stay on top of something every day, set goals, and, you know, work it backwards and figure out how do I get to this goal? What are the actions that I need to take to get to that goal? And have that clear in your mind. Yes. Yeah. Have that intention. And and when that discipline is there, um, it's, it, I won't say it's easily achievable, but it becomes possible. It sounds like there's this cascading effect of, you know, there's one intention and one goal that you set and then you, that you felt that through so many other areas of your life. What, mm-hmm. what do you think that setting that intention and living that has done for other parts of your life? So in terms of being a mother, uh, it's, it's helped me. So I, I said before that I, I put uh, my daughter first and, and I still do put my daughter first, but also putting myself first uh, has made me be a more complete and whole mother. So I, I have more of myself to give to her and she sees, you know, what I'm doing. She, she's a strong little girl too, actually. She, she likes to watch me work out and she likes to, to mimic what I'm doing. And, um, that brings me a lot of joy, but, um, yeah, it's, I want to be a good role model for her. So, you know, when I'm doing these things for myself, although at times I feel like, like I'm being selfish, I have to remind myself that what I'm doing is for her. And, um, in terms of my career, uh, I would say that I began to believe more in my abilities rather than seeking reassurance from coworkers. Uh, I all of a sudden, I think I had a moment where I I was like, wait a minute, I know what I'm doing here. Like I don't I don't need to be asking, you know, for everybody's input all the time. I I know what I'm doing here. Um, so that shifted for me at work as well. Did that translate into, did you see an effect in your job that was because of the fact that you took control? Yeah. So I I started speaking up more in meetings. Um, So I'm, I'm working in a male dominated industry and, you know, so I'm a, a a fairly short, small woman. (laughs) So (laughs) At times, it feels a little intimidating for me to speak up and and say the things that are on my mind. But um, with that added confidence from from the program that I was on with Brett and Amy, I just I just had that confidence. It just all of a sudden was there, and I was able to speak up and um, you know just and be part of the conversation, which feels really good. And and they listen, which is, I mean, 
that's I think that's all anybody wants is to be heard and you know Mm -hmm. especially when you're in a a work environment like that so absolutely and the motherhood factor I think so many moms can agree with that um there's so many areas of, of motherhood and career that where if you're dealing with any kind of brain fog or just like lack of energy there's so many things that make the rest of if you're dealing with any of those the rest of your day is so much harder mm-hmm. absolutely I couldn't agree more with that the other thing I'm wondering about is uh is your sleep is that something that you've experienced a, an improvement in I know that as a mom, <laughs> having a good sleep is like, now it's like this like golden gem. For, for yeah, me. I'm sorry. I don't know what you mean by sleep. <laughs> that- yeah, like, do you do you have? <laughs> do you know what sleep is? <laughs> what, is what is this magical word you speak of? <laughs> has it has it helped sleep at all? So it's actually uh, a, a large emphasis on the program is, is the sleep and the rest that you get, because um, the changes that you're making to your body require that rest period. It's, it's very, very important. And it's actually very underestimated. So at work, I tend to sleep very well, uh, because (laughs) my child is uh, at home and my husband is not snoring next to me. So I, I tend to sleep um, actually quite well at work. Uh, when I get home, uh, not as much, but I do um, I do try to relax before going to bed. So whether that's an Epsom salt bath or, um, you know, having some, uh, it's called, I have a product called Natural Calm and it's a magnesium supplement and it just kind of helps to calm the, the nervous system a little bit so that you can, you know, just drift mm-hmm. off into sleep. So sleep has become more important to me and I have um, a Fitbit that tracks my sleep. So it's something that it's more at, at the front of my mind now, whereas before to me, it was just the thing that you did. You just kind of went semi-unconscious for, for, you know, the night. And, and that was, that's what sleep meant to me before, but now sleep means a lot more especially after having a child. Oh, man. Let's take a quick break. I just want to take a minute to ask for your feedback for this podcast. You can send me your thoughts in a number of ways. Go to the website, www.mykind.ca and click the contact form, or you can send an email to info at mykind.ca. Or if you're a fan of voice messages, you can do that now too. Just go to anchor.fm slash mykind slash message. You can do this right from your phone or tablet and record a message that will come straight to me. We are currently looking for questions you have about what it means to live with intention, how to have a life that feels purposeful, and any other topics you'd like to see on our episodes. I would love to hear from you one of these ways. Thanks so much. Let's get back into it. You know, so it sounds like, so there's so many benefits that you receive. Yes. So when you, when you look 
at that, how would you inspire someone else to take that step towards their journey if they are thinking about it? How would you describe that that makes it sound like what you've experienced versus what you just thought it was going to be from the beginning? Mm-hmm. So I, again, I'd go back to just that 1% better every day. If you can just start to take small steps towards uh, those things that you that you want in your life. So whether it be sleep or fitness, if you can become 1% better every day, I think if you do that for one year, I think you're 37, I think it's around 37% better after the entire year, like the accumulation of being 1% better every day um, has a pretty significant change over the course of a year. So, you know, if, if even you just pick one, one day per week where you have a bath or you have, you know, you do something self care for yourself. um, Those things start to add up over time. And when you start to see the results of, of that, uh, you want more of it. So you begin to behave differently and um, then it can have that cascading effect. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of when I realized you were doing a program, we hadn't talked, but I think you were coming here and then you said, I'm coming to buy some wine, but I'm probably not going to drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to support my friends. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're amazing. But I think it's something, and I was like, whoa, okay, something, what's, something's different here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was drinking, I was drinking a lot of your product before I started the program. um, And it was delicious. And I enjoyed it very much. But uh, it wasn't, it was no longer in alignment with my goals. And so it was something I had to give up. And um, it doesn't mean I give it up forever. It just meant that I gave it up, you know, to, to get back on track and, and to hit that goal. So I do have a glass of wine here and there, but I'm at a point now where Um, I can do that. um, And it doesn't uh, affect me the way that it did before. So yeah, Yeah. and that's, that's, that's back to the discipline part where, you know, everybody's sitting around and having a glass of wine. And, you know, that's something you used to do and enjoy. And and so, uh, you know, to sit there and and dwell on the fact that you, it's something you can't have, Uh, Amy and Brett have been diligent in, in uh, putting into my mind that it's, it's, I, I'm choosing to do that. I, I get to do that because, you know, I'm working towards something. So when you, when you shift your mindset um, in doing the things that you don't always like to do or don't always want to do, um, if you can sh- just shift your mindset to say, I get to do this, I choose to do this. It has a, a completely different feel than, you know, sitting there pouting going, I wish I could have a glass of wine. Right? Yes. And then like, poor me, poor me. Yeah. And like the same with food, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was I was down to, you know, n- not a lot of carbohydrates and carbohydrates are for energy. So you know, you, you're feeling tired and, and you want to eat the bread and you want to have the, you know, the cookie or, or whatever it might be. But that doesn't mean you're not ever going to have bread again. It just means that, you know, right now while I'm working towards this particular goal, I choose not to eat those things. And you know what I found at the beginning, it was difficult. Uh, and then it, it got easier and easier. And then once I hit my, my goal in terms of shedding body fat, 
then they started adding carbohydrates in, and then I didn't know how to eat that many carbohydrates, <laughs> which was a whole new challenge. It's just, it was really, um, it was really interesting how that, that happened. So, um, and now I get to eat all the carbs and I, I love it. And I'm maintaining the, the physique that I, that I, um, obtained in, in the summer. So it's, it's pretty cool. Like I said, at the beginning, it, it's like a, a course in food and nutrition. And I feel like everybody, they should teach this in school. They should just teach you proper body fuel for life. I feel like mm-hmm. would be a, a good, a good thing for everyone to learn. I think so too. There's so many things I think that kids need to learn early on that they're not, you know, maybe people don't think they're able to learn, but one of them mm-hmm. is finances and the, oh, gosh, is, yes. <laughs> the other one is health and nutrition mm-hmm. um, because, because people are, you know, different. I, I think you mentioned that the plan that Amy and Brett developed for you was specific as well. Yes, completely tailored to me and my body. So I send them, um, I'm still actually on their program, um, but I send them photos every week. So I've got a, a weekly check-in on Thursday mornings. Uh, they have a, um, a form, uh, formatted questions that I need to answer, as well as sending front, side, and back photos of my body. And uh, from those photos and from the feedback uh, that I give them, uh, they tweak my program accordingly. So whether that's, you know, adding in more fats or or taking carbohydrates away or adding more cardio or, you know, whatever the, the changes are, it's very, very specific to me. It's not a one size fits all by any means. They're, they're really amazing people um, and they really care about their clients. Yeah, I, I couldn't recommend them more. I recommended them to to a lot of people so far and and so far nobody has said anything um like they wish they hadn't signed up there everybody is just thriving and and uh really enjoying the program that they're on as well and it's really really um satisfying for me to watch other people's journeys you know janelle motivated me and then i've been able to motivate a few others and watching that i so i've given some of the people that i motivated i gave them the goal to motivate somebody else and i just kind of want that train to keep going um Mm -hmm. and then i feel like i've had an impact and and i love that yeah and i think it's 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 beneficial to know especially that something is going to be tailored because a usually you're spending a certain non insignificant amount of money regardless Mm -hmm. of whether it's a little bit more or a little bit less but usually it's not cheap to try to get you know what the promise is Mm -hmm. of what you're achieving right so if you truly feel like those people are acting in your best interest and helping provide you with something that you want to achieve then I think most people just understand intuitively that everything is not an end all be all number or a number of, you know, carbs per day or a number of Mm -hmm. calories per day. It just is not, that's not the way bodies work. Right. Yeah. If you have a a hormonal imbalance then it's going to be really hard to move forward unless that gets corrected. So those Mm -hmm. are the things Brett is incredibly knowledgeable. He is, he is such a professional uh, and he knows what he's doing. Um, And, and he, yeah, he, he's got, they both got your back and they, they want to see you succeed. You, you've clearly 
exceeded your goal, your initial goal, and, mm-hmm. and then now sort of like recalibrating where you're going and what you're doing, how do you readdress that and, and, and change that to be something that is going in the direction that you want to be again? Yeah. So now, so before it was, um, you know, at first it was weight loss. And then I, when I, when I became educated, it was, okay, it's fat loss that I'm actually truly after here. Um, but I also want to gain muscle. So, uh, now that I'm, I'm in a, what's called a reverse diet phase and my calories have, have climbed back up. Um, I am trying to build as much muscle mass as possible. So that's, my current goal, um, I just went uh, yesterday to watch Brett compete in the Alberta Open uh, fitness competition. And um, I went, A, to support Brett, and B, to kind of check it out to see if perhaps it's something I might like to do one day. So um, it's a, a massive, massive commitment. Um, and the discipline muscle needs to be as strong as it ever has to, to, to do something like that. Um, and I, I don't want to jump the gun and do it quickly. Um, I think if I do it, it will be uh, two years from now when I when I turn 40. It will be my, my, my gift to myself to be in the best shape of my life. Um, and just to show it's, it's not really about, again, about the body. It's about the discipline and what you can do with it. Um, you, you know, you work, I I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm going to work for two years to spend maybe, you know, less than five minutes on, on a stage. So, you know, the right. culmination the, all of the hard work, all of the discipline, all of, you know, everything that goes into it, um, you know, it's just, it's a quick moment and, and then it's done. And so when you're talking about that moment, that's the culmination, but when you're doing the journey, what are the parts about it inside the journey and, and the focus daily of what you eat and what you put into your body and what you do to exercise? What are those moments that are rewarding for you day in and day out? Um, so when you're looking at a, a Halloween treat and <laughs> maybe you even pick it up and you're about to open it and then you, and then you put it back down because you remind yourself what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, those to me are some of the moments that are really rewarding. When I slip on a pair of jeans that, you know, hadn't fit for years and years and years. To me, those are the the parts along the way that are rewarding, feeling good, feeling strong. You know, sometimes I'll just flex my core and and just touch my my abdomen and and go, wow, like that's so much stronger than it used to be. I love that feeling of of being stronger. Um, and my body is really in a happy place right now. And, and going back to what we, we spoke about before, that was my initial goal to feel good in my skin and to feel strong and, and confident. And I've achieved that. And I'll just keep, I'll just keep that going and keep that rolling. And working towards that, you know, it's so funny because in some ways we know, we both know, beautiful, intelligent, strong women who get things done, but at the same time, the interior life is very different sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I just know that the last time I saw you, you seemed like you had integrated the strength of your intelligence and the person that you are with 
the the body that you have and the person you wanted to be. And I thought that was so beautiful. Oh, thank you, Dea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have been feeling good. That's not to say that, you know, I don't have my own my own struggles and challenges and and all of that, but everything is more in alignment, uh, as you suggested, with you know, kind of my mental state and my physical state. And yeah, it's not perfect. It never will be. And I'm okay with that. Um, but it's, it's, everything's definitely in the right zone now, <laughs> whereas before it, <laughs> there was some misalignments happening. So. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm so proud Thank of you. you. And I love to learn from you and I, hopefully I can pick your brain a little bit here and there. And absolutely. And then- like I said, talk to Amy and Brett too. But I'm also wondering that um, for anybody listening, what what advice would you give to them now that you maybe didn't know about when you first started on the journey? Uh, I would I would say that there's no right or wrong time to start anything like this. Uh, a lot of times people say it's, it comes to like a Monday or I'll start on Monday or I'll start on the first of the month or I'll wait till the new year or, you know, there's, those are not perfect times to start either. They just are times that we've picked for whatever reason. Um, you can start any time. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. You can start whenever you want. You can start at the end of a day if you want to. Um, that's one thing that uh, I would give advice on. Um, and the other is, yeah, to focus on that discipline. Um, there's a really good book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It talks about the being the 1% better every day and on how to change habits. So if, if you aren't willing to look at your current state of habits and what you're doing on it on a daily basis, then you're likely not going to find long-term success in whatever your physical or, um, you know, career or, or whatever kind of goals you have. It's, it comes down to the things that we do every day and those are your habits. So um, that would be my second piece of advice is to, to really examine how you go about uh, accomplishing things on a day-to-day basis Mm, I love that. And I love that book. Um, He Mm. really describes how to bring things down to a minute level of change. And I'm trying to remember, does he also talk about habit stacking? Yes. Yeah. How to make it like how to make things easier habit wise, how to make things more difficult to, you know, cause there's, you have to break old habits or bad habits, whatever you want to call them uh, and to form new habits it's, it's like the inverse, right? So to make, to make something happen, you want to make it really easy for yourself to do that. Um, if you want to make something difficult, like let's say, I think the example he gives is uh, to not watch TV anymore. He says like, take the batteries out of your remote. Like don't make it easy for you to, you know, just pick up that remote control and turn the TV on. He said, if you, if it needs to be extreme, like take the TV off the wall and go put it in the closet. You know, if, if that's your goal, sometimes you need to take extreme measures to make sure that you're hitting that. So you, you're right. He, he really breaks it down in such a way that, like, this is your step-by-step. This is how you do it. Um, the other thing I'm wondering that I know a lot of people have challenges with when they're making um, these, these larger changes on the whole is 
So you have a daughter and you have your husband, and then you have your, um, your program for nutrition. Did you focus on emptying out the house of anything that you couldn't have? Or no. did you meal plan each of the meals for you and then for them? How, yeah, how did you do that? Yeah, no, I, I didn't rid my house of, of anything, really. It it all stayed. Uh, this was a journey for me. Um, it wasn't something that, you know, I was going to force on to, to Brandon or, or Hannah uh, in any way. So, yeah, it, it became prepping meals for them and, and meals for me. And Brandon's very self-sufficient. He, he's great in the kitchen. So, um, you know, he was helpful as well, um, you know, if I was eating my meal and and he would, you know, make something for himself and Hannah, but I still buy them all of the things that, that they enjoy eating. But I would say that, you know, on the whole, if I'm doing a big food prep, that food is, is there and available for them as well. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of extra effort to feed myself. Uh, and then also to, to still provide them with the foods that they enjoy eating. Mm-hmm. It uh, yeah. drives me a little bit bonkers what Brandon can eat and, um, I think he's maybe gained like two or three pounds in the last year. I'm just kind of like going like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and also I'm super angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But we're just going to laugh and say that that's real cool. <laughs> um, and not that you know this offhand, but I'm just wondering too, if you're doing that, um, do you have any sense of, aside from the cost of the program and the work that you were doing food wise, did it cost extra? And if it did, how much more did it cost to plan for your meals? Um, so I would say that, I mean, the program for me is your carbohydrates, you're looking at, at eating rice and or potato uh, and or sweet potato. So that cost isn't really, you know, anything substantial or more over what what I would feed my family. Um, you're looking at buying a lot of chicken and, and lean, lean meats, turkey, uh, like a lean beef. So depending on what your preferences are, you know, lean beef now costs quite a bit, but you know, I, I more or less would just have that as kind of a special treat, maybe once a week. If you're going to get into protein powders and pre-workouts and, and all of that kind of supplement, uh, which some of it, I definitely recommend some of it, um, you know, if it's more your lifestyle, uh, you, you know, you're, you're in fitness uh, career, and you know, you, you live and breathe it, then those supplements can definitely add up. I use a protein powder, I think I buy it to cost around $70. And it lasts me three or four months. So uh, it's oh. just a really good clean source of protein that you know, if you want to throw it in a shake, um, it just, it, to me, that's like a, a must the, the nice. protein powder. Yeah. A, a good clean protein powder. I, I use diesel and, and it tastes great. I, I, it uh, blends well. You can make pancakes with it. Uh, lots of, I put it in my coffee. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. And it just helps it when you need, when you're getting a little tired of chicken all the time, uh, it's really nice to have that. Yeah, totally. Oh, one more question on that then before yeah. we finish up is do you use a greens mix? Cause we've, I've been experimenting with different greens powders just for like energy during the day. Do you use any of those? I do. Um, every morning I have, uh, the first thing that I have in the morning is, uh, I think it's just called daily greens. Yeah. And I just mix it with a glass of water and I'm used to the, it, I mean, it's not like the best thing I've ever drank before. It, it doesn't taste amazing, but I'm used to it now. So I just 
I mix it with a cup of water, I down it, I give my body about, you know, 30 minutes to process that. And then I'll get into my coffee and my my breakfast and, and the rest of it just it's like a it's like supercharging your body to absorb nutrients for the day. So yeah, my I had a friend telling me about it. And that's the reason I kind of switched over to it for the last couple of months, just as an option in the day is yeah. the, my friend said, Okay, so you might be able to beat the afternoon sleepies if you just, you know, have a greens powder. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no way. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it seems like it really works that and some protein as well. And the, the hundred percent, what you said. Uh, and then the other thing that I do to beat the afternoon sleepies, and, and I know this might not work for everybody, but it works for me. That's when I do my workout. And when I'm done my workout, I have all the energy in the world, which mm-hmm. seems a little counterintuitive, but, um, as soon as I start feeling like I could nod off, I go and do a run or I'll, I'll go lift some weights. And by the time I'm done, I feel strong and alive and, I can just tackle the rest of my day. Cool. Oh, at that actually makes me think of one more question. <laughs> I'm sorry. When do you do the meal prep? What what time in the day? Um, so that varies for me a lot. Um, so I actually pack um first like at the minimum I pack 15 meals, uh like dinner meals uh to bring up with me to camp so I freeze them. Um, and then I have those, uh, hundred percent, I know what's in it. And, um, so for me, there's a heavy emphasis on food prep before I go back to work. Nice. And then when I get home, usually I need a day or two just to catch up on, on sleep and, um, just kind of readjust to being at home. And then I'll usually get into my food prep at home. So I usually do it once a week. I have a large, uh, like pressure cooker. And so I can do a, a really large batch of rice in there and rice freezes really well. Um, I'll just do that. Yeah. So I just, um, I make it, I, I pre-weigh it out into a, a, a freezer safe container and throw it into the, the freezer. And then, you know, if I, I know I'm going to have rice that day or the next day, I'll just take it out, put it in the fridge and, and then, yeah, once I heat it up, um, you know, I'm, I'm not always going for, you know, having, five-star meals at home or anything like that. I'm more becoming more utilitarian in, in terms of, of consuming food. I, I, I view it more as fuel, you know, kind of similar to if you put premium gas in your, in your car. Um, I'm not as concerned with how it tastes as long as I know that it's like a premium source of fuel for my body. Um, I don't really care how it tastes anymore, to be quite honest. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get rewards other ways through senses, you know, like for me, oh, I'm yeah. really enjoying um, my diffuser, you know, yeah. setting a, a mood in a room. Absolutely. Um, okay. Last question. Uh, do you have any favorite quotes or mantras or anything that really help kind of recalibrate you back to your, to your goals? Yeah, so I'll give you, I've got uh, my oldest favorite one, and I'll give you my new favorite one. So my oldest favorite one is, um, you can't change the direction of the wind, but you can adjust your sails. So that one I have to remind myself very frequently because, um, so I'm, I'm a planner at work, I'm a planner at home, I just by nature, I plan things. And things rarely go to plan, I find. And I'm becoming <laughs> a lot more comfortable with adjusting 
I would say more quickly than I used to when things change. I, I don't like change. I, I like when things are the same, when I'm in, you know, being able to control situations. Um, and I've really needed to, to let up on that. And um, so I have to remind myself often that I can adjust my sails because that wind is going to blow wherever the heck it wants. <laughs> so um, I love that. Yeah. And my, my new favorite quote that I just recently saw was, uh, how did it go? I trust the next chapter because I know the author. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's, both of those I have not heard before. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I did know the author before. I just didn't trust her the way that I do now. So now I'm kind of like, okay, like what do I want in my life? And it's more of an exciting question to ask because I know that, that I can get it done. So it's exciting. No no question about it. Mm -hmm. It's more of a how and a when and a what. Yeah. Like what are my, what are my daily actions to achieve this? And once I've figured that out, then, then it's execution time. Mm. Well, um, I just have to say that, again, I was so inspired talking to you last time. And I, I think that my, both myself and, and our listeners will, uh, will benefit from hearing your story. And they can look up um, Amy and Brett at Phoenix yeah. Fitness, right? Online. That's right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And they can see some of that and really just, you know, find some inspiration to, to make those choices in their own lives. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to... I don't know if you can link my uh, Instagram, but uh, people can always find Brett and Amy through uh, my Instagram account. Yeah, I'll do that in the notes. And thank you so much. Thanks, Day. I appreciate it. Welcome to the takeaway section of this podcast. Takeaway number one. Are you putting yourself on the back burner? I think we can all think of a time, if not a time in the day to day where we have done this. It is very important to be able to come and show up as your best self uh, to your motherhood, to your job or your business. And sometimes you need to put yourself first in order to accomplish this. Takeaway number two. Plan for your motivation to fail. I really actually love this one because I would like to think that my willpower (laughs) is endless, but I know it's not. Sometimes it ends partway through the day. Um, It's great if it lasts all day long and then I'm able to get a good sleep. But as we all know, that doesn't happen every day. So planning for the motivation to fail is a great one. And I think that's why there's so many benefits for coaches and trainers and support groups and people that can really help you achieve your goal. One thing Natalie notes in the podcast with planning for your motivation to fail is that motivation is just, it's not consistent. Even if you want it to be, even if you're planning for it to be, there are still things that can happen that will affect your motivation that you haven't planned for. Key takeaway number three. Is the cost a deterrent? 
Natalie chose to view the cost of her program as a course or like she would view learning um, that she experienced in college. Uh, I think we can all find a way to put the cost into a framework that makes sense for us, but I think choosing to view it as a way to learn and grow is a wonderful one. Key takeaway number three. Discipline is the key. She describes this like a muscle which makes complete sense. I think this works well in conjunction with planning for your willpower and your motivation to wane over the course of the day or the week or the months, especially if you're if you're creating a long-term goal. But understanding as well that discipline will help you break old habits or limiting beliefs about yourself and will also help you create new ones. Discipline is essential for making big change. Key takeaway number five. The big win was her mindset shift. This was hugely unexpected for Natalie. She learned that she had more love to give, that she was a complete and whole mother, more so than before, and that in her work, she also stopped seeking reassurance or recognition from her coworkers. Those are amazing and beautiful benefits along with the fact that she was able to take herself all the way through her initial goal of fitness and and gain all those benefits in the end. One of the ways that she describes the mindset shift being very beneficial was the words that she chooses to use because each word matters. So she changed a lot of her language to I have to or I must or I need to do this thing to I'm choosing to do this. I get to do that. Thanks so much, Natalie, and thanks for listening. See you soon. Thank you for listening, and I hope that this podcast helped uh, give you some ideas or some strategies to help you with your goal of intentional living. And if you have the opportunity to give us a review and a rating on iTunes or the platform you're listening on. That would be wonderful. If you'd like to ask a question or suggest a topic, please send us a message on Instagram at mykindofbusiness or on our website at www.mykind.ca. Thanks for listening. See you soon.